This is LifeSpring number 57. Welcome. Welcome to LifeSpring. I'm Steve Webb, and I'm your host. Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Life springs about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. What will you find here? Well, you'll find music, conversation, and reasons to believe. It's hard to believe, but it's only two weeks until the one-year anniversary of LifeSpring. If you haven't already done so, I'm inviting you right now to send in a greeting of some sort in the form of an MP3 file or an email or even by telephone, sharing your thoughts about the LifeSpring podcast. Some of you have sent some great stuff, and I'd like to include your comments on the first anniversary show, too. So... Please, don't be shy. It doesn't have to be elaborate or anything like that. Just a few words will be great. Do it today. I guarantee that the other LifeSpring listeners in our little worldwide family will enjoy it. So, do it today, okay? Now, you can send your MP3s and emails to steve.lifespring at gmail.com or you can phone in your greeting to the Godcast Network comment line at 815-301-8600. Hi, this is R. Francis Smith. Known in podcast land as Random, and my podcast is The Whole Truth, a daily reading from the New Testament in the King James Version. The Whole Truth first went online on January 1st, 2005, and since then I've podcast a short reading, usually between three and five minutes, every single day. I like to think it's a convenient and hopefully enjoyable way to get a piece of God's Word into each and every day. The whole truth is the Bible and nothing but the Bible. And no matter your reason for wanting to hear the Bible, you're welcome and appreciated as a listener. Come check it out daily at twt.randomcasts.com or look for The Whole Truth at iTunes, Podnova, or Odeo. Or listen to it with the rest of the Godcast Network at www.godcast.org. Thanks, God bless, and see you tomorrow. The title that I've given today's topic is, Have I Done Too Much to Be Forgiven? Have you ever felt that you've crossed the line, that this time you've really done it? God has just had it with you, and that there's no way He's going to speak to you again, and that He's finally, surely given up on you. You've asked for forgiveness for this sin before, but here you are, and you've done it again. Maybe multiple times, and you're sure He's not going to forgive you yet one more time. Or maybe you've never asked God for forgiveness because as you look back at your life, you see the junk that you've done. Some of it's stuff that might even land you in prison for a long, long time. And you just know that there's no way there's any hope of God forgiving you. Well, listen up. I've got good news for you. God is not finished with you. That's right. He hasn't given up on you. If you care enough to be concerned about this question, I guarantee that there is a God in heaven who wants to forgive you. Listen to this. This is from the New Testament, book of Luke, chapter 7. It says, 
Now, one of the Pharisees, and now, for those that don't know, a Pharisee was someone who was part of the religious establishment. They figured that they were kind of the, the safe keepers of all truth, that, uh, that they knew what was right and what wasn't. They were the, the know-it-alls, okay? Well, one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, and it's thought that he probably invited Jesus over to, to try to entrap Jesus. So Jesus went to the Pharisee's house, though, and he reclined at the table. And that, of course, is how they ate back in the, mid, in the Middle East. Uh, they would, didn't sit on chairs, but they would recline at a table. Uh, when it, sorry about the noise in the background. It's Halloween night, and people are walking by and, and trick-or-treating, so I'm sorry about that. Anyway, it goes on. It says, when a woman who had lived a sinful life, and now, by the way, that's another way of saying that she was a prostitute. So when a prostitute in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar of perfume. It was a very, very expensive thing to do. And as she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who's touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she's a sinner. Notice it said that he said that to himself. Check this out. Jesus answered him. So Jesus knew what he was thinking. And he said, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Jesus said, two men owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Now it's thought that a denarii was a day's wages. All right, so one owed him 500 days wages and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, Jesus continues. So he canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Well, Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You've judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to, to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Now go in peace. So here's this woman who had been a prostitute. When she heard that Jesus was going to be at this Pharisee's house, she said, I want to get close to him. He can forgive me. He can make things right. And she came and she poured not just perfume, but she poured herself out in devotion and love for this one that she'd heard about, this man that would heal the sick, that made the blind see, that made the deaf hear, that forgave sins. She offered 
love and devotion to him. Out of faith, because she knew what he could do. And he said, your faith is saved, you go in peace. But this Pharisee, who thought that he had everything figured out, didn't do anything for Jesus. Jesus said, you didn't even give me water for my feet. And that was the least that was expected when someone brought a guest into their home. Hospitality was very important in that culture. And the least hospitable thing you could do was at least to offer water for them to clean their feet because they walked, of course, in sandals on dirt paths. Feet got filthy. He said, you didn't give me a kiss. Well, you know what Middle Easterners do. They kiss each other in greeting, one kiss on each cheek. He says, you didn't do that. But this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't put oil on my head. That was an anointing type thing, a refreshing type thing. That was something that, that was done out of generosity to someone who comes into your home. You didn't put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Again, something that was a very elaborate, expensive gift to offer. So it wasn't her doing those things that saved her. Jesus sums it up. He said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So you need more? Listen. The day that Jesus was being executed for crimes that he did not commit, he was hanging on a cross. That was the instrument of his execution. And he was hanging there between two criminals who were also being executed. Listen from Luke chapter 23. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him and he said, Don't you fear God since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, and he said, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. So here's this one, this one who was hanging on the cross next to Jesus. He, deser- he, he confessed it. He said, I deserve to die, but Jesus, remember me. And Jesus said, you'll be with me today in paradise. You think you deserve to not be forgiven? You're right. None of us deserves forgiveness. But that is the essence of the good news. We don't deserve God's love and forgiveness, but we can have it anyway. Listen, in Ephesians chapter 1, it says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. There's three words that I want to look at real quickly. Riches, lavished and understanding says the riches of God's grace God has an abundance of grace and he he forgives us according to the riches of his grace God has an inexhaustible supply of grace oh grace what is grace grace is undeserved forgiveness undeserved favor I don't deserve it but he gives it anyway because he loves me The other word that I want to look at is lavished. That he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He lavished. What is it to lavish a gift on someone? It's to give them more than they expect, more than they deserve, more than than they could ever hope to ask for. God lavished out of the abundance of the riches of his grace. 
then it says with all wisdom and understanding. God understands our need for grace. God understands that, that we have no hope of being forgiven if it weren't for His grace. So you think that only good people have a chance with God? Check this out. Out of 1 John chapter 1. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Okay? Good people aren't even good enough to expect forgiveness. It says if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So there are no good people. And it continues, it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So if we confess, He will forgive. He's faithful. I have good news for you today. God loves you. He loves you more than you'll ever be able to understand. And He's done all the work necessary to forgive you. You need only to believe it and ask for it. It says in John 3, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. All you have to do is believe that this is true and ask God to forgive you. You're not beyond hope. You're not beyond help. You're not beyond forgiveness. Reach out to Him today, right now. It's not too late. Today is the day, right now. Wherever you're at, you can pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I'm coming to you now because I need to ask you to forgive me. I know that I have nothing to offer you, so I'm bringing just me with all my faults. Please forgive me. I understand that Jesus died for me that He allowed His blood to be spilled for my sins so that I wouldn't have to pay that price. He gave that gift to me, and now I accept that gift. I believe that His sacrifice paid my debt because there's no way I could have paid it myself. And it's in Jesus' name right now that I'm coming to you. And it is in Jesus' name that I'm coming to you now. I'll do my best to turn from the things that are wrong now, and I'm asking you to help me stay on your path. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I give in, there is one thing. 
Jesus came was so that we could have forgiveness. That was Jamin Dunn, J-A-M-I-N, Dunn, D-U-N-N. You can check him out at IndieHeaven.com. If you prayed that prayer, I'm going to encourage you right now to find a church in your area that you can become a part of. Why? Well, because you're going to need the help and support of other believers who have also been forgiven and who can show you what the Bible has to say to us today. Ask God to help you find a place where you can plug in. If you need help, email me. I'll see what I can do from here. When you were young, Mom provided a home for stray animals. Today, the GodCast Network at GodCast.org proudly provides a home for these strays. The Born Again Christian, ICM Raw, a Klingon word from the word, Harvest Crusade, powered by Hadavar, Rachel's Choice, Horizon Podcast, Morning and Evening, Life Spring, The Living Word, whew, man, Rev Tim Podcast, Reflections, A Time for Harvest, The Whole Truth, The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd, Behind the Scenes. 
They're cute, they're cuddly, and none of them bite. So whether you're a Christian, spiritually curious, or just looking for something you can listen to with the whole family, the Godcast Network has at least one show you'll want to take home with you. Check us out now at www.godcast.org. God bless. Well, now that Halloween has passed, it's time to start playing some Christmas music, don't you think? i got to tell you, I had the great pleasure a couple of weeks ago of being Brian Duncan's guest. Actually, it was just last week at B.B. King's Blues Club in Los Angeles. Uh, Brian was celebrating the release of his brand new Christmas album. Uh, the name of the album is A Neo Soul Christmas. It's Brian Duncan and the Neo Soul Band. This is a brand new band. This is a brand new Christmas album. And he just had a great big celebration at B.B. King's in L.A. I'm happy to probably be, I'm, I can almost guarantee it, uh, the very first podcaster to play anything from this CD. The name of this cut is This Christmas, and here it is. Brian Duncan and his world premiere, on a podcast anyway, in the Neil Soul Band. Love 
Since I've had this CD, I've probably listened to this song, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 times. I enjoy it more every time I listen to it, i got to tell you. And I've been so looking forward to this CD. I've known that it's been coming out now for, oh, two or three months. Uh, you know, when I did the interview with Brian uh, earlier this summer, I went to his place and we did the interview. And after the interview, he said, hey, I have to share this with you. And uh, he had on his computer the musical tracks. He didn't have the vocals down yet. At least they weren't mixed. And all he had to show me was the music. And so he played the music for me, and he sang the songs to me. Just my own little private uh, concert. It was great. And so I have been so looking forward to, to being able to share this Christmas CD with you. Um, pick it up at brianduncan.com. Um, there's uh, 10 tracks on there. I know you'll love them. Uh, you got Christmas Comes But Once a Year, Silent Night, This Christmas, the one you just heard, Winter Wonderland, Christmas Time is Here, Little Drummer Boy, Oh Holy Night, Peace, you know, the Michael McDonald one, um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, What a Wonderful World. And now, I got to tell you, you say, oh, those are, you know, some of those are nice traditional songs. None of them are done in a traditional manner. Brian puts his own, you know, style of funk to it, and I'm telling you, it's good stuff. You'll enjoy it. And I'll be sharing more of it with you as the season goes on. But uh, I'm so excited to be able to share this with you. BrianDuncan.com. Pick it up. I had a woman uh, send this uh, email to me, and this was 30 lines to make you smile. Now, I'm not going to share all 30 with you, but I, there's some of these that I thought were pretty funny, and so I want to uh, read them to you. Uh, remember, this was sent to me by a woman. Number one, my husband and I divorced over religious differences. He thought he was God, and I didn't. Okay, uh, some people are alive only because it's illegal to kill them. This one, I believe, is true. Earth is the... <laughs> Earth is the insane asylum for the universe. How about this one? I'm not a complete idiot. Some parts are missing. This one I, this is certainly true, I think. The gene pool could use a little chlorine. <laughs> this one I relate to every day when I look in the mirror. Wrinkled was not one of the things I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, let's see. They call it PMS because... Now remember, this was sent to me by a woman, okay? So don't get after me. They call it PMS because mad cow disease was already taken. <laughs> and this is one to make you think. He who dies with the most toys is nonetheless dead. And for us geeks, here's a good one. A picture is worth a thousand words, but it uses up three thousand times the memory. Here's another one that makes you think. Ham and eggs. A day's work for a chicken. A lifetime commitment for a pig. Mm-hmm. 
And lastly, the original point-and-click interface was a Smith & Wesson. <laughs> okay, remember, you can participate in our one-year anniversary show. Please send your emails and MP3 files to steve.lifespring at gmail.com, or you can even phone in a greeting at the Godcast comment line. Just go to godcast.org for that phone number, or scroll back to the beginning of this podcast. And now, remember... LifeSpring is where we want to tell you how being a follower of Christ can make a difference in your life today. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. And remember, I'm your host. I'm Steve Webb. And I'll see you next time. God bless you.